broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app, we are WRKN. 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening, and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner, by Rhino Shield Mid-South, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, by Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligence sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to another edition of All Access. This is the Monday night edition here on Nash Icon 1061 FM. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Our tune-in app is available anytime, anywhere in the world for you to listen in via iHeart. You can also get us via Alexa at home. Just tell her to play WRKN or play Nash Icon 1061FM. Immediately following the show, our podcast available through CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on the menu, click on more, and click on podcast to be able to take care of business and listen back to the show. If you would like to email me, you can do so. It's Ken at CrescentCitySports.com. That's Ken at CrescentCitySports.com to be able to do so. Or if you'd like to call the show, you're always welcome at 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061 to participate in the conversation. And again, we would love to hear from you. Over the course of time, to talk about any number of topics, whether it's LSU's national championship last night to the New Orleans Saints, to the New Orleans Pelicans, of course, college baseball, and more. Speaking of baseball, we've got a big baseball broadcast coming up, 645 pregame show. Play-by-play coming up at 7 p.m. Archbishop Rommel hosting Jesuit at Mike Miley Stadium here in Metairie, which is where I'm stationed right now. And again, we'll be on the air at about 6.45 with the pregame show, so a slightly abbreviated version of All Access here this evening. Danny Ream will join me for the broadcast of the game tonight. We look forward to bringing that to you between two outstanding programs and outstanding schools. And of course, up until then, we'll talk about everything. 504 260 1061 to participate in the conversation. Well, of course, LSU is the national champion in basketball, women's style. First national championship, men's or women's. You've heard it talked about in the previous hour uh, with Eric Asher. And, of course, much to talk about there. 102-85 victory over Iowa. It's a shame that some of the -the off-the-court stuff or some of the things that transpired on the court are drawing attention as compared to the game itself because the game is what truly mattered. You know, you heard the discussion last hour, and if you want to get into the whole concept of rings and pointing at fingers and everything else imaginable, feel free to do so. You know, my feeling there is simple. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. You know, if you're going to give it, you got to be able to take it. And it has nothing to do with whether or not you feel like that is appropriate behavior or not. And you're entitled to your opinion, and so am I. 
And, you know, maybe from a different era and a different world, we, we think differently. And we maybe would have acted differently. But, in the, you know, in the spur of the moment, in the heat of a battle, the competition being as it is, people are going to express themselves. And that's what we're seeing today, not completely, but for the most part across the board. We see that extensively over a period of time from a lot of players on a lot of levels in a lot of programs. Athletes are more expressive, simply the era we live in. And again, whether we like it or not, that's where we're at. That's what it is. And you take it with either a grain of salt or you get frustrated by it or even offended by it or whatever. And that's your prerogative. And, and I take no offense in anyone feeling either way about it. Angel Reese expressed herself on the floor. Then she expressed herself after the game. And she feels the way she feels. And you respect the way she feels. You surely respect the way she plays. Set an NCAA record. 34 double-doubles. Brilliant. Brilliant player. And very emotional. And a team leader. Clearly lifted her team. Teammates respect and listen to her. All the uh, respect in the world that goes to that. And then, of course, with regard to you know, Iowa, brilliant team. Obviously, Caitlin Clark's a tremendous player. She expressed herself, too, previously. And, again, that's kind of where we are today. You know, as for the, the game itself, that's what really mattered. Uh, number one, I just thought, as many people have expressed, that the officiating was poor for a game of that magnitude. They established it early on. Once you establish a trend, it's hard to break it. And they established early on they were going to call everything tight. The end result was a bunch of fouls on key players, which took them out of the game for pretty substantial periods of time, and that is not what you want in a championship game. Now, a foul is a foul, but a touch foul, or in some cases not even that, should never be called. And unfortunately, that's kind of the way they call the game and set it up. And it's, a for it's really unfortunate that that was the case. But the game was the game. Players had to adjust. Coaches had to adjust. And speaking of coaches, Kim Mulkey is one of the greatest that's ever coached the game. Third most championships in history. Who's won two on the Division I level at two different schools? That's easy. Kim Mulkey. She's not finished yet. Four championships, state level in high school. Two national championships, player Louisiana Tech. National championship assistant coach, Louisiana Tech. Gold medal as a player, U.S. national team. Three national championships, head coach at Baylor, and now not only a national championship at LSU, but the first ever in program history. Just an absolutely brilliant, remarkable career, and another person who will freely express her feelings. She's emotional. She's really good at what she does, and I think the passion is the primary reason why she's as good as what she does. And there's no denying the brilliance of Coach Mulkey. And obviously this is... You know, a place in time where she deserves all the plaudits in the world. She was very emotional before the game even ended yesterday. But what a brilliant performance by LSU. I mean, to see Carson step up in the first half with the foul trouble that I alluded to previously was unbelievable. 21 points in the half. Incredible. Did it in 12 minutes. And then in the second half, you know, it, you know again, if you're going to win a championship, you need players to step up. Jasmine Carson did it in the first half. And then in the second half, of course, you know, it was... It was just a brilliant performance by the whole team. But, you know, when you look at the overall picture of the second half, we all know that Asia Williams was good. Flaugier Johnson, the freshman, was good. Angel Reese had the double-double. 
of course, but it was Alexis Morris who scored 19 in the second half after scoring just two in the first half. Great teams, players step up when they need to and perform great and make things happen. That's precisely what transpired in this game. It's 504-260-1061 if you'd like to join in the conversation. And Charlie is in Slidell. Hey, Charlie, thanks for calling. We appreciate it. Welcome to the show. Good evening. Thank you. How you doing? Um, doing fine. I don't want to take anything. They played brilliantly yesterday. They really did. But I thought it was an embarrassment, and I wonder why, maybe it's been addressed, they weren't on the court for the national anthem. I didn't even see that, to be honest with you. I wasn't oh, aware Oh, absolutely. Of yeah, I, they I were not the there. Didn't see it, honestly. Did not, and I wasn't aware of that. So, don't know. I can't answer the question. I did. I wasn't even aware. I don't know if it's something that's a practice they've been having, but I heard it talked about before, and they weren't there yesterday. All right. Okay, all right, Charlie. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for playing. Okay. No, I didn't catch that at all, unfortunately. And I don't know the answer to that. I'm not going to comment on something I'm not patently aware of. I don't think it would be appropriate to do that. But I do appreciate you calling and appreciate you listening, too. So, again, with regard to the accomplishment, I mean, it, it just is it's, – it's unbelievable. I mean, when you look at the whole picture of things – Coach Mulkey's been there two years, and they had nine new players this year. And to mesh these players together to perform the way they did, they lost two games all year to South Carolina, the best team in the country, who didn't win it, and to Tennessee, another really good program. Beat everybody else, and yet they were still castigated. You know, everybody wanted to say they just they didn't play a tough enough schedule. They didn't get the respect. They were seated third despite their record. And many people thought they were underseated, but didn't matter. They beat the teams that were seated ahead of them, number two seeds, number one seeds, and got it done. And, no, they didn't have to play South Carolina. South Carolina beat them by 24 in Columbia. But here's the deal. South Carolina didn't get there. They didn't earn their way there. They got beat. Sometimes... You have to be good. Sometimes you have to be lucky. If you're very good and you have some luck, you're going to be a champion. And LSU, maybe some people would suggest that they were lucky not to have to play South Carolina, although I'm sure that the LSU players would have welcomed the chance to do so again. But they were obviously very, very good to be able to do what they did and accomplish the feat that they accomplished in incredible fashion yesterday. And, of course, I mentioned the record by Reese. Of course, Caitlin Clark set the NCAA record. For the most points scored in a tournament, she is going to return next year, it appears, to play another year. So that team will be crazy good again. South Carolina's not going anywhere. Rebuild, top-level program. Stanford will be good, but Connecticut might be the favorite next year. Right now, I think they're the morning line favorite next year with all the players they have returning. But as for LSU, they not only are established now, they are going to be in that conversation as long as Coach Mulkey is there, I think that's pretty clear based upon what we have seen with what she has done in just two short years. Even she could not possibly have conceived that this would happen this soon, and she said as much afterwards. It was a building process, but she got there and she took the job because she felt like, A, that there would be a commitment to give you a chance to succeed, which Scott Woodward and the university gave her, and B, the fact that you could win a championship at LSU. It had never been done, but she felt like you could do it. And she obviously 
proved otherwise. And she also proved just how great a coach she is because, you know, LSU was a Final Four program, as we know, back in the 2004-2008 time frame. And prior to that, Sue Gunner did a good job, but they've never been this type of program, even when they had Simone Augustus and Sylvia Fowles. So, and by the way, Augustus was there watching and taking it all in and enjoying it. I mean, LSU shot 54.3% from the field, 64.7% from three-point range, 71.4% from the free-throw line. You know, they hammered Iowa 37 to 26 on the boards. That included 14 offensive rebounds, which, of course, is all about Angel Reese, but also about Ladeja Williams. Flosje Johnson a bit, too. And the Lady Tigers had 22 assists and only 12 turnovers. That last figure is important. It was very, very manageable, and you can win with that, and they did. So, again, when you play that way and you spread the wealth as they did, it's going to be very hard to beat a team like that. Mulkey now with four national championships, only Gino Ariema with 11, and the late Pat Summit with eight have more. You get the feeling that Mulkey's not finished. It's hard to win a national championship, very hard. But you got to believe that she'll have the opportunity, again, with the program that she is building at LSU. And, of course, now you just look to the future and see. All you needed to do was see a game this year at the Maravich Assembly Center and how the games were attended and the excitement level that existed there and the level she's brought this thing to and the interest that she's created. Everyone wants to focus on, you know, the... The players and how they act, you know, on the floor and how emotional they get and such. They want to focus on what Coach Mulkey's wearing and all those things. But the fact of the matter is that you know, it's all about the, the performance on the court and how you're playing. Clearly, uh, this is a program that is at the highest level now. So kudos, congratulations uh, to a program that achieved so much in such a short period of time. And, and you know, it's amazing because in these parts, you almost haven't paid attention at all to the men's Final Four, which is clearly the bigger entity in terms of interest ratings and such annually. But the number for the women's game was very good nationally yesterday in terms of ratings. And obviously it was extremely good in Louisiana because of LSU playing in the game. I'll be interested to see what the number is tonight. UConn's an established program on the men's side. They're better on the women's side, but they're very good on the men's side. They're the fourth seed, and oh, by the way, they were my pick to win the tournament before the tournament started, so they're making me look pretty good. Even though I'm looking pretty bad with the brackets and how poor uh, my bracket stacked up, clearly doing a lot better uh, with the way things have transpired in the tournament in terms of UConn being that team. They've been the best team throughout the tournament. They've looked the part from day one. Now they get San Diego State in the final. How about San Diego State? The Aztecs, you know, pull one out against Creighton, on a fortuitous call. Then they pull one out on a last-second buzzer beater to beat FAU. FAU blew a double-digit lead in the second half, and they really didn't let it get away. But you got to give San Diego State an enormous amount of credit for performing the way they performed in this game. So tonight in Houston, you get UConn and San Diego State. That's a four-seed and the Huskies and a five seed in the Aztecs. We all know all the number one seeds got knocked out. And clearly, uh, this was a situation where 
this tournament has shown that the Blue Bloods aren't necessarily ruling the roost anymore in men's college basketball. And as I've said before, that's good for the game. I think it's important to see other teams have success and have a chance to be able to compete for a national championship. And to see Florida Atlantic and San Diego State at that level in that scenario on that stage, I think is good for the game. I don't think the Blue Bloods will stay down very long, okay? You know, you expect that Kansas and Duke and North Carolina, you know, Kentucky, you know, they'll all be back. They'll all be there. You know, you have other programs that you expect to be there. We see Gonzaga get deep every year. They were pretty deep again this year, as you might expect. We saw UCLA was good this year. So my point is the Blue Blood programs are going to be back. They were there to a degree this year. They just didn't get to the final. But when you look at the way the tournament is unfolded, as I said, I really do think it's good for the game to watch these kind of programs have success. And it provides hope for a lot of other programs around the country that aren't looked upon as those kind of programs or really maybe haven't been those kind of programs or perhaps don't have those kind of budgets. So that game tonight about 8.20 our time for the men's national championship. And again, the anticipation for the women and the women's side was first time in my memory as high as the men's. And yes, I know we're a little bit biased because LSU was in it. But seriously, I think because of South Carolina, that storyline, a defending champion and undefeated at 36-0 being in the Final Four. Iowa with a transcendent player, the best player in the country, with perhaps the best shooting range we've seen. And Caitlin Clark being in that situation. Virginia Tech, who hadn't been there before, in a number one seed with a center that would be a high draft pick, but it looks like she's coming back. She's decided to come back for a senior year, even though she was projected to go in the WNBA draft anywhere from six to eight. And then LSU, of course. And the storyline there was unquestionably Kim Mulkey being able to take another team to that mountaintop and have a chance to win it, which, of course, they did. LSU led by five after one, and when you saw Carson bank in that three-pointer as the first half ended, you just kind of thought right then and there, this is their day. Now, Iowa made a run in the third quarter, 15-2 run. They got within seven, but never got any closer, so the Hawkeyes never really threatened to win that game. Tigers calmed it down, settled it down, responded in kind, played the kind of defense that got them there, rebounded the ball extremely well, as I mentioned, and by and large, took care of the basketball, too. When you have the lead and you do those things, you're not going to lose. And they did not. They were simply outstanding and earning that championship. And, and they move on now tonight as far as the game's concerned with the men. I picked UConn to win the championship before it started. I've seen nothing to dispel that thought process. I just think that they're the best team. I think they are the team to beat. And I think that they've proved it throughout. And they're that kind of program. They've got everything. They've got some depth. They've got guards that can really play. They've got size. They can defend. They really have the whole package. It makes you wonder when you look at their team how they lost eight games this year because they're that good. They have that kind of team and that kind of program. And I never saw anyone that I thought was going to be able to beat them. Now, I liked Houston. I thought Houston was going to get there. They didn't largely because of their guards not being 100%. It's no excuse, but it's part of the game. Unfortunately, they weren't totally healthy. 
because Houston was extremely athletic. They played tremendous defense, and they could score the basketball, but they didn't get there. So it's UConn, and they remain my pick as they go after the championship game tonight in Houston, about 820, as mentioned, and hopefully this game will turn out to be a good game. More than anything else, that's all you ever want to see is a good game, good competition, competitive, and everything else, and obviously that's that's kind of what you're looking at from this perspective. So we can see what transpires tonight. We look forward to seeing what happens, and, and obviously, you know, you can you can do that. So we look forward to it. So if you'd like to join in the conversation, it's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061 to join in the conversation. We'll take a time out here. When we return, we will turn to the Pelicans and get you caught up on what's happening with the Pelicans as they have a big game tomorrow night and they have a great chance to make not only the play-in, but maybe, just maybe, a chance to get out of the play-in and into the regular phase of the playoffs. All of that still to come. College baseball, too. Glad you're with us. All access. Ken Trahan here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. Did you know that feeling sluggish or weighed down could be signs that your digestive system isn't working at its best? But taking Metamucil every day can help. Metamucil supports your daily digestive health using a special plant-based fiber called psyllium. Psyllium works by forming a gel in your digestive system to trap and remove the waste that weighs you down. Metamucil's gelling action also helps to promote heart health and slows down sugar absorption to promote healthy blood sugar levels. Start feeling lighter and more energetic by taking Metamucil every day. Today on Hey Culligan, Smart Home, Smarter Water Softener. Here's Kevin. Hey Culligan, can a smart water softener lift those heavy salt bags for me? Kevin, it can. (laughs) Wait, it can? Yep, the smart high-efficiency water softener from Culligan can alert your dealer when the salt needs to be replaced, and they'll do it for you, so your water stays soft and you stay away from lifting the bags. I mean, I could lift them if I wanted. No judgment here, Kevin. We're happy to do it, and we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with the local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Progressive presents an ad from mom. When you bundle your home and auto insurance with Progressive, (laughs) bundle, that's a cute word. What? Read it again. Okay. When you bundle your home and auto insurance with Progressive, you get round-the-clock protection. Oh, that's darn good. Because once my sister Dottie, my older sister Dottie, her basement flooded. Get round-the-clock protection when you bundle and save with Progressive. It's easier than getting your mom to make this radio ad. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. But not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. That's ZipRecruiter.com free. Did you know that feeling sluggish or weighed down could be signs that your digestive system isn't working at its best? But taking Metamucil every day can help. 
Metamucil supports your daily digestive health using a special plant-based fiber called psyllium. Psyllium works by forming a gel in your digestive system to trap and remove the waste that weighs you down. Metamucil's gelling action also helps to promote heart health and slows down sugar absorption to promote healthy blood sugar levels. Start feeling lighter and more energetic by taking Metamucil every day. Today on Hey Culligan Smart Home, Smarter Water Softener, here's Kevin. Hey Culligan, can a smart water softener lift those heavy salt bags for me? Kevin, it can. <laughs> Wait, it can? Yup, the smart high-efficiency water softener from Culligan can alert your dealer when the salt needs to be replaced, and they'll do it for you, so your water stays soft and you stay away from lifting the bags. I mean, I could lift them if I wanted. No judgment here, Kevin. We're happy to do it, and we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with the local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Demand different. Demand Dudley DeBosier. Imagine this. You've been hurt in a car crash, but the insurance company only offers you pennies on the dollar for what you need for your injuries. You realize you should have called a lawyer, but how can you afford one now? At Dudley DeBosier, that call is free, and we are the only law firm in the state with the no-fee guarantee. That means you pay us nothing, no fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 2213578. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Make sure your family is well taken care of with life insurance. Protect your phones, laptops, and more with electronic device insurance. And cover your furry friends with pet health insurance. This report is sponsored by Dell Technologies. The Dell Technologies semi-annual sale starts now with savings on select business PCs powered by 12th Gen Intel Core processors. Plus, save on select monitors and accessories and get free shipping on everything. Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. The improbable dream has come true. LSU claimed its first ever national championship in college basketball. The Lady Tigers whipped Iowa 102-85 in Dallas Sunday. LSU blistered the Nets to the tune of 54% from the field, 65% from three-point range. It was a balanced effort. Jasmine Carson, 22. Alexis Morris had 21 points. Ladeja Williams with 20. Flauge Johnson, 10 points. And tournament most valuable player Angel Reese, 15 points, 10 boards, 5 steals, and 3 assists. LSU finished 34-2. Kim Mulkey won her fourth overall title as a head coach, placing her third all-time in women's college basketball history. In college baseball, Tulane defeated Memphis 6-5 in 11 innings to win the series. Northwestern State over UNO 4-1. Incarnate Word whipped Southeastern 11-1. Nichols down Lamar 4-2. Delgado outscored Baton Rouge Community College 20-12 to sweep the series at 29-4. They've won 15 straight procs late in the Grand Slam. And in rugby, the NOLA goal lost 36-35 to the Seattle Seawolves. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Now's the time. What's on your mind? We'd love to get your take by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and All Access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. The New Orleans Pelicans are in a pretty good position right now as they get set to battle the Sacramento Kings tomorrow night at Smoothie King Center. Four games remaining. In the regular season, that's it, four. And as you review what has transpired to this point, you certainly have to be cognizant of the fact that the Pelicans are not only playing good basketball, but they've they've played themselves virtually, virtually, not definitely, but virtually into the play-in. Here's why. Four games left. They've got a a two-and-a-half game lead on 10th place. 10th place is Oklahoma City. It's lost two in a row. Pelicans are two-and-a-half games clear. 
of the Thunder, and you got to make the top 10 spots. You don't want to be 10th because then you have to play the extra game. But you got to make sure you get in. The Pelicans are 40 and 38, playing excellent basketball, coming off a big win over the Clippers. So they're eighth in the West right now, and here's what you're looking at from a standings perspective. Denver, of course, first at 52 and 26. Memphis second at three games back and four games to play. So Nuggets almost there, but not quite to clinch the one seed. Then the Kings are third, and they're five games back of first. But the key is they're two back of second. So they still will be playing for something tomorrow night. And that's what matters, because after that, you get Memphis. And here's why the game tomorrow night is important on every level. For obvious reasons, you're trying to make the playoffs. For second reasons, you're trying to get out of the play-in. And here's how you do it. You beat Sacramento, pretty much locked them into the third spot, and in the process, you lock Memphis into the second spot. And if that's the case, and you've locked Memphis into the second spot, well, then what? Well, then Memphis might not go all out when they play here the following night in a back-to-back. They might not play their starters all those minutes when they play here in the second of a back-to-back. And I know you understand the thought process there. Sometimes, as I said before, you got to be lucky as much as you are good. The Pelicans have been good of late, and now they hope to get a little luck as well because the opportunity is there for this team to really do some very good things if they can get this win against Sacramento tomorrow night. That is obviously the key. If they can somehow get that win against Sacramento, it's going to put them in a very good position because as you look at the standings, here's what you're looking at. They're in the eighth spot. Tied for seventh, actually, you know, with the Lakers. But I call it eighth because the Lakers won the season series. So if you end up in a tie, Lakers get the higher seed. But the Pelicans are only a half game behind both the Clippers and the Warriors. And here's why that's important. Because the Pelicans own the season series win over both of those teams. So as a result, they would have the tie break on either one of them and put them in a great position to be able to get the higher seed from either one of those teams. So that's what you're looking at. That's why it's so important because you got a situation where they have an opportunity to surpass one, if not both of those teams, tending what those teams do. But you can take care of your own business because, again, you've got Sacramento at home, and then you've got Memphis at home. Then you've got the New York Knicks at home, and that's important because New York is very good, and they have something to play for in the Eastern Conference. But Randall is hurt. He hasn't played, and he's probably not going to play. So the Knicks would be without their best player. And then, of course, you close the season at Minnesota. And how important is that? Right now, you've got a game-and-a-half lead on the Timberwolves. So that's important. And obviously, these games all matter. Zion Williamson did a little three-on-three work reported by Sham Serenia earlier today. He's not ready to play. Not going to play. No Alvarado yet either. And the hope there is clear that you get to the postseason and that you can get both of those guys back. Everybody talks about Williamson, and yes, it's big not having him. But it's 
Pretty important not having Alvarado either. That guy, such a spark plug. He brings such a, a, a degree of energy. And more than that, attitude to the floor for this team. So he's very important. But the reason the Pelicans are in this position is because Brandon Ingram has lifted the level of his game. He's become the elite player that we saw at the end of last year when the Pelicans made their run. And that's the way he's played to put them in this position. When you look at where they're at right now, Brandon Ingram, look at the run he's had. Dating back to the game they blew in Houston on March 17th when he scored 31 points at six assists, four boards. Followed that up with a win in Houston, 26 points, nine assists. Then he had 32 in the win over San Antonio with seven assists, four boards. Then he had 30 in the win over Charlotte, which was his first triple-double when he had 11 rebounds and 10 assists. Then he had 32 points and 13 assists in a blowout win over the Clippers in Los Angeles. Followed that up in Portland with 29 points, six boards, four assists. Then against Golden State in the loss, he had 26 points, eight boards, seven assists. And then, you know, the win over Denver, he had 31 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists, his second triple-double in seven days. And then, of course, most recently against the Clippers, 36 points, eight assists, four rebounds. Hard to believe anybody's been better than Brandon Ingram when you consider the overall game that he's put forth during the course of that streak. I mean, you're talking about a nine-game stretch that's been as good as any that you could possibly imagine. First class, great performances, solid all the way, nothing that you could possibly find fault with, and it puts him in a fantastic position. He's player of the week in the Western Conference, you know, a week ago and earned every ounce of that, and obviously he's put himself in a position to be considered for that again for this past week with the way he played. Sacramento's good. Sacramento can score. Highest scoring team you'll find. A lot of options. There's that. And the Kings are really good away from home. They're 24-14 on the road, which is fantastic record. In fact, the best record on the road in the Western Conference. But the one thing you can do against the Kings is you can score. They're all about offense, not about defense. So when you play the Kings, you got to defend, obviously, but realistically, by game's end, it's probably one of those games where you're looking at in the 120s, Maybe need to be in the 130s to win the game. In other words, you got to score with them. You got to outscore them. It's going to be a high scoring game, and you got to accept that and believe that that's going to be the case in this particular contest. So that's what it's going to be. And then, of course, you have to sell out to win be, uh, before you have to come back and play the next night against Memphis. You're well rested. Pelicans did it well in the last back to back. They played well against Golden State most of the way before losing. Tough to win back to back. We all know this, but again, what will the conditions be for Memphis? How serious will the Grizzlies be, and what will they be playing for? I mean, that's kind of where it's at right now. You have to look at it from that perspective because, again, when you play teams is almost as important as who you're playing. Maybe, just maybe, they catch them at the right time. Kings tomorrow night, Grizzlies Wednesday night, Knicks Friday night at home, and the Knicks are 46-33 and 33 overall. And what are you looking at where the Knicks are concerned? You have to look at what they're playing for. The Knicks are in the five spot right now. Their chances of reaching the four spot, 
are slim, if not none. They're three back of the four spot. And the Knicks only have three games left. So do the Cavaliers. So they're not going to catch Cleveland for that five, four spot. So therefore, what are the Knicks playing for? They're two and a half clear of the Nets. So it does, they don't figure to get caught by the Nets. So again, what will the Knicks be playing for? If they're playing for something, you'll get their best effort. If not, you won't. Consider all of that. We'll take a time out here. One more segment to go before high school baseball. We'll touch on college baseball when we return in just a moment. Again, Trey Hand, all access for a Monday night here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgaters Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgaters Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. Did you know that feeling sluggish or weighed down could be signs that your digestive system isn't working at its best? But taking Metamucil every day can help. Metamucil supports your daily digestive health using a special plant-based fiber called psyllium. Psyllium works by forming a gel in your digestive system to trap and remove the waste that weighs you down. Metamucil's gelling action also helps to promote heart health and slows down sugar absorption to promote healthy blood sugar levels. Start feeling lighter and more energetic by taking Metamucil every day. Today on Hey Culligan, Smart Home, Smarter Water Softener. Here's Kevin. Hey Culligan, can a smart water softener lift those heavy salt bags for me? Kevin, it can. <laughs> Wait, it can? Yup, the smart high-efficiency water softener from Culligan can alert your dealer when the salt needs to be replaced, and they'll do it for you, so your water stays soft and you stay away from lifting the bags. I mean, I could lift them if I wanted. No judgment here, Kevin. We're happy to do it, and we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with the local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SCORE for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime, right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SCORE for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SCORE. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. For your guaranteed biggest refund and 50% off tax prep, switch to Jackson Hewitt. 50% off is a limited time offer for new clients filing at participating locations. Max value $200. Visit jacksonhewitt.com 50 for terms. This is where you get all access, not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports topics are on the table, with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon, through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. 
Just a few minutes ahead of Archbishop Rummel and Jesuit Baseball. Danny Ream will join me on the call here in just a few minutes here on Nash Icon 1061 FM. Look forward to bringing you that here this evening. Speaking of baseball, college baseball, well, you know, a lot of discussion about LSU right now. Just how good are the Tigers? And I think it's a valid question. I mean, I think what we do know is offensively, they're probably the best team in the country. That, that's what I would say right now. Pitching-wise, I think they're good, but I don't think they're great. I think they can be better. Time will tell. Here's what I know. They're still number one in the country, even though they lost another game on the weekend. Bottom line is they played three SEC series. They've won them all. They're 6-3 and three against good teams in good competition. They play another really good team this week in South Carolina. LSU's number one. In Baseball America, Florida's number two, Wake Forest three, Vanderbilt four, Arkansas, whom LSU has beaten five, South Carolina, whom LSU plays this week, is six. They got to go to Columbia to face them. Stanford seven, Virginia eight, Boston College nine, and Kentucky is 10. Tennessee is 12. You get the picture with the SEC and just how good it is. And obviously, LSU is a very good baseball team. You've got to get. More consistent pitching overall on the weekend, clearly. Your starter's got to be able to get out of the first inning. Of course, defense didn't help him in that game. Misplays in the first inning of that game, which clearly hurt. But you got to pitch better than that. And obviously, this team has the arms, I mean, in terms of the ability. But they have to be consistent with what they do. And where the SEC is concerned, hey, we all knew it was going to be a very good league. We all knew it is going to be what it's going to be. And when you look at this league right now, Vanderbilt's 9-0. South Carolina's 8-1. Kentucky's 8-1. Florida's 7-2. LSU, Arkansas, 6-3. Tied for the fifth-best record. You're number one in the country, and you're tied for the fifth-best record in the conference. Tells you everything you need to know about that league and just how good it is. LSU's ability to score runs unprecedented. Their hitting just puts such pressure on defense. Again, it's going to be all about the pitching. But isn't that what we say about baseball all the time at every level, in every circumstance? Truly, that's the case where LSU is concerned. That's going to do it for us tonight with all access, an abbreviated version with the high school baseball coming up. I want to thank Rudy Dixon for a job well done. Tomorrow night we will have Sports Talk. Jude Young will be in at 6 p.m. Uh, for all access sports talk uh, and baseball coming up on Wednesday and Thursday, UNO style. We have another baseball game, high school Thursday. Same two teams tonight, Jesuit Rummel Thursday at 1. But tonight, coming up next, Rummel and Jesuit baseball. Danny Ream joins me for that. Ken Trahan saying thanks for joining us. Be a good sport. God bless you one and all. We are rounding third and heading home for about two minutes. So long. Thanks for listening to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best prep sports site in Louisiana with the state's best prep football scoreboard. All Access was also presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access was also brought to you by Lamarck Ford, and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner. By Rhino Shield Mid-South, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie, 
by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, Life Resources Ministries, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Welcome to Archbishop Rumble Baseball on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and on the World Wide Web at NashFM1061.com. Raider Baseball on 106.1 FM is presented by John Terrio, class of 1979, and Malcolm Dines, LLC. By Eddie Corcoran, class of 1979, and Allstate Insurance. By Will Vanderbrook, CPA, class of 1979, and by... Brian Bear, class of 1983, and Bears Pro Now let's head live to the ballpark for the call of the game with Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan, class of 1975, from CrescentCitySports.com. From Mike Miley Stadium in Metairie, it's Archbishop Rumble Baseball. This evening, the Raiders entertain the Jesuit Blue Jays. And a pleasant good evening to you. Ken Trahan joined by Danny Ream of the NOLA Cardinals. More on that coming up. Tonight we've got a really good game. Speaking of Cardinals, I'm ready. I'm adorned here tonight. So you look good. No problem. I thought you might like that. Did that just for you. Well, what a matchup we have. And we say this every year, whether we're doing a game on 106.1 FM or on CrescentCitySports.com, but there is no better matchup in this area in terms of great programs, rivalry and great games as much as anything than Rummel and Jesuit. I mean, it has produced unbelievable games, unbelievable results, unbelievable players. It's just been fun to watch. And oh, by the way, class programs with really good people involved them in both programs over an extended period of time. Danny, you've watched and seen and coached and played and everything else uh, in these games. They're special, aren't they? They are. You know, when you get that schedule and you have the excitement of viewing the, the prep schedule for the first time, your eyes go straight to where's the Jesuit Rumble game. It's just the way it is. It's one of the most special games in high school baseball in the state of Louisiana. You know, you've got guys that have played together their whole lives at schools, at playgrounds growing up, and now they're on opposite sides. And it makes it a lot of fun, and it's, it's such a competitive atmosphere. And like you said, we always get great games when these two teams mix it up. And, of course, when you look at these two teams, you're catching them at the right time. Each of these teams has won six in a row. They're both playing really good baseball right now. And if you talk to anybody in the offseason, the, the trend of thought was clear. Everybody felt Rummel and Curtis might be the best teams, and Jesuit would be right there. Uh, those three would be the best. It's none of the three. It's Brother Martin. They, Brother Martin's gone 6-0. and oh. They've already beaten Rummel and Curtis twice, and they've played tremendous baseball under Jeff Lupo. But these two teams are lurking because Rumble is 6-2 and two in the league. Jesuits 4-2. Raiders 16-9 overall. Blue Jays 19-5. So it's one of those series, Danny, where you know, they look pretty evenly matched. The numbers would, would show you that when you look at the numbers. But it's also one of those series where because of that, you might expect a split. But if either one of these teams wants to truly have a chance at a district title, they've got to sweep the series. Yeah, it's a big one. Uh and both of these teams have kind of put themselves in these positions by dropping some games that they didn't really want to lose early in the district schedule. But that's, you know, that's where they are. So you got to try to fight yourself out of this hole with Brother Mart leading the pack with a 6-0 record, as you mentioned. Uh, kind of surprising. 
Uh, you know, Jeff Lupo does a great job at Brother Martin, but I don't think anybody saw that coming. But, hey, that's why you play the games, and Brother Martin's done a great job of getting off to a really solid start here in district play. But, you know, the biggest thing now is everybody's in the playoffs, so it's all about peaking at the right time. And both of these teams are playing real good baseball here down the stretch. So I'm expecting this to be a great two-game set. When you look at the two teams, it's pretty amazing how similar they are. I mean, look at the hitting for these two teams. I mean, Rawls hitting 335 as a team. Jesuits hitting 334. Slight edge to the Blue Jays in pitching an ERA. They're, these two teams, by the way, probably have as deep a pitching as any teams in the area, if not the state. It's the depth that they have that stands out even more than the individuals that they have. Jesuits a 1.81 earned run average which is sensational. Obviously, Rommel's a 2.38. They both have good pitching. And the pitching depth, I mean, when you look at the Raiders, you know, you've got a lot of pitching. I mean, you've got Giancarlo Arancibia considered, you know, their best, most talented pitcher, two-lane commit, Brock Bollinger, who obviously is a very talented player and has been their most effective overall this year when you look at what he's accomplished. And he's pitching here tonight, but clearly very good. He's a commit to Central Alabama. Community College, but aside from that, Brady Schmidt, he's, he's been really good. He's 4-1 and one on the year. Evan Berg's been really good. Shane Hurstius has been good. He can pitch. You know, you got Coleman Capace, who has a good arm on this team. Uh, they've got a lot of pitching options, and Jesuit the same way. I mean, when you look at their pitching with Bryce Pitts and Dates Barre and Lee Bridgewater and Everett Denny and Jack Ainsworth, I mean, you got five or six guys on each of these teams that can really pitch. Yeah, both teams have depth. And, and that's going to prove to be, you know, really important once you get into the postseason. They've got the depth where they can start a guy that's really good and go into the bullpen and bring in another arm that's really good. Uh, the Ainsworth kid for Jesuits done a great job coming out the pen for them this year behind the starters. Uh, keep an eye, he may enter this game tonight behind good. Uh, that's that's a pretty dynamite combination when you got the righty 88 to 90 and then you go into a lefty that's got multiple pitches for strikes uh, and can really keep hitters off balance. Two totally different looks. So, uh, and then when you look at Rummel, like you mentioned, I mean, Brock Bullinger is going to be as smart of a pitcher as you're going to see on the mound at the high school level. You know, Kirk Bullinger's dad played in the big leagues, knows the game inside and out, and he's a, you know, Brock's been a student of the game his whole life, so he's going to be really smart about what he's doing up there, and Frank Cazzo can go into the bullpen for other arms uh, that, can, that can be right up there with him. So, you know, I, I'm expecting a low-scoring game tonight. You know, you never know what you're going to get once a ball game gets going. But this one with good on the mound for Jesuit and Brock Bullinger on the mound for Rumble certainly has the uh, the possibility of a pitcher's duel. Yeah, there's your pitching matchup tonight. And Bollinger has mentioned a Central Alabama commit and William Good, a two-lane commit. So pretty good scenario tonight. And you got the, uh, the pinstripe versus pinstripe look here tonight, which is another intriguing thing about this matchup here. It's Archbishop Rummel and Jesuit. We'll take a brief time out here when we return. More to get you ready for the game. We'll give you the starting lineups as well and have the first pitch from Metairie. You are listening to Archbishop Rumble Baseball on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and on the web we're at NashFM1061.com. You wouldn't want your favorite sports team to play only offense or defense. So when it comes to insurance, why settle for someone that can handle only your auto policy? Bring your home and auto insurance to Allstate now and you can save big on both. You deserve someone that can assist you more. That's Allstate Stan. Are you in good hands? Call Allstate agent Eddie Corcoran, class of 79 at 504-469-6400. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Insurance Company, Allstate Property and Casualty Insurance Company, and Allstate Indemnity Company, Northbrook, Illinois. 
Hi, I'm John Terrio, Archbishop Rommel High School Class of 1979 and Managing Partner of Malcolm M. Dina's Certified Public Accountants. Our firm has been serving the Gulf South region for over 60 years. We assist our clients with tax compliance and auditing. We also serve as the CFO for many of our corporate clients. We have a specialized forensic accounting group that consults with attorneys on litigation matters. We are proud supporters of Archbishop Rommel High School and the Lasallian tradition of faith, community, and service. Thank God Almighty I'm a Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SCORE for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime, right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SCORE for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SCORE. Progressive presents an ad from mom. When you bundle your home and auto insurance with Progressive, bundle, that's a cute word. What? Read it again? Okay. When you bundle your home and auto insurance with Progressive, you get round-the-clock protection. Oh, that's darn good. Because once my sister Dottie, my older sister Dottie, her basement flooded. Get round-the-clock protection when you bundle and save with Progressive. It's easier than getting your mom to make this radio ad. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. But not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. That's ZipRecruiter.com free. Your station for prep sports year-round. We are 1061 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. Raiders and the Blue Jays, game one of this two-game set to take place here this evening. Along with Danny Rehm, I'm Ken Trahan. I mentioned the two-game series. That's what the Catholic League does. And they'll play game two on Thursday at 1 p.m. at John Ryan Stadium. We'll also have that one live on Nash Icon 106.1 FM for you as well. We hope you'll tune in for that on Thursday here on this wonderful Holy Week of Easter Week. Let's set the starting lineups for this evening's contest. First of all, for the visiting Jesuit Blue Jays, 19-5, 4-2 in District 9-5A under the direction of Kenny Goodlett, my neighbor. Leading off and catching is Everett Denny, batting second and pitching, William Good. Hunter Rufnack, the first baseman, hits third. The cleanup hitter in DH is Gates Barre. Alex Johnson batting fifth, the second baseman. Hitting sixth in left field is Patrick Berrigan. Batting seventh in right field, Michael Brothers. Hitting eighth, the center fielder is Scout Hughes. Batting ninth at shortstop, Jake Morisi. Playing third base, not batting, will be Connor Donnelly. Denny Good and Ufnack are the top three. The middle three, Barre, Johnson, Berrigan. And the bottom three, Brothers, Hughes, and Morisi. With Donnelly playing third and William Good pitching, as mentioned. For the Archbishop Rommel Raiders, under the direction of Frank Cazzo, 16-9, 6-2 in District 9-5A. Leading off in center field is Evan Berg. 
Mikey Ryan is the shortstop hitting second. Red Centeni at first base bats there with Gavin Nix, the cleanup hitter and second baseman. Brock Bollinger pitches and hits fifth. Gavin Kennedy in right field will bat sixth. Lenny Klein, the DH hitting seventh. Giancarlo Arancibia at third base batting eighth. Batting ninth in left field is Anthony Mooney. Catching and not batting is Brogan Bloom. It will be Berg, Ryan Centeni, Nix, Bollinger, and Kennedy. Klein, Arancibia, and Mooney. Bloom doing the catching and on the mound for the Raiders will be Brock Bollinger this evening. Two lineups that can hit top to bottom. Two pitchers who can really pitch. Should be a lot of uh, fun to watch this one based upon what we have seen this year. So many similarities, even in stolen bases. Jazz were with 52, Rumble with 58. I mean, on it's one of those on-paper matchups just looks even by and large. You know, you got to see who plays. That's simple. Yeah, it's going to come down to who makes the plays. Uh, you know, a big part of tonight's ball game is going to be the guy on the mound for both teams. Good for Jesuit, Bullinger for Rummel. You know, are those guys going to be on? Are they going to be a little wild here and there that might open up an inning for some scoring and then get back, you know, get back in rhythm? Just, you know, it's going to it's gonna have to see how this thing plays itself out, as you mentioned. Do these teams play some small ball? Does the team have trouble defending small ball? Or does somebody, you know, get a couple guys on and get a huge two-out double? You know, you're just going to have to let the game kind of play itself out. But you can bet it's going to come down to a play here and a play there. Yeah, listen, again, you just from night to night, it really varies. Matchups matter. I mean, these guys, this series has kind of gone back and forth with the way it's transpired. Last year when they played here, Romo won convincingly behind Giancarlo Aaron Sibiu, who pitched a complete game. And struck out 10 in a game I think he may have done with me back uh, last year when they played here. Uh, the game at John Ryan was closer, but Rummel, of course, had the edge a year ago. But the year before that, Jesuit had the edge. The year before that, Rummel had the edge. You get the picture. That's kind of the kind of the way it's gone with this series. Jesuit, the most state championships in the history of Louisiana baseball with 21, and uh, Rummel has five of its own. Both have been in the finals numerous other times as well. These programs expect to be there, and that's kind of what you have on an annual basis with these two teams. Individual players, Hunter Rufnack was most valuable player in our Crescent City Sports Summer League last year. He's just hitting the heck out of the baseball, hitting 457 with 19 RBI. I mentioned William Good, outstanding two-way player and a two-lane commit. He's a really good player. Also for Jesuit, when you look at their lineup, Alex Johnson's really hitting the ball well at 371 on the season. For the Raiders, you know, the LSU commit, Mikey Ryan hitting 408, got three homers on the year. You know, Brett Santani, the uh, Central Alabama commit, he's got five home runs and 23 RBI on the year. Gavin Nixon, Louisiana Tech commit, hitting 384, and he's driven in 19. But ironically, the top hitter on their team is none of those guys, or even Evan Berg, the two-lane commit. It's the pitcher, Brock Bollinger. He's having a great year. He leads Rumble in batting average, RBI, and he's got the lowest ERA on the pitching staff. So what a senior year Bollinger's having. Starting lineups being introduced as we speak. I mean, you're looking at a pretty good weather night here as we check out the weather. It's partly cloudy. The temperature is at 81 degrees as we speak. The relative humidity pretty high at 75%. Now, the wind is supposed to be a factor. It's listed out of the south-southwest at 14. But I'm looking at the flags in center and the trees, and they're not moving. So I don't think the wind's a factor at all, despite what the current conditions dictate. Now, we'll update you on that. Things could obviously shift around and change during the course of the game, but it certainly looks like it's going to play honest in that regard. A little bit heavier air, so maybe the ball won't carry all that well 
here this evening as the two teams are lined up on the baseline. As we speak, both in pinstripes, Jesuit with their royal blue, the Raiders with their scarlet red look tonight. We pause now to honor the United States of America as we have the playing of our national anthem. <laughs> 